Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs practical tools and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello and welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited for today's discussion about how to get out of your own way. It is something that all of us can use and um, with me today I have guest speaker Julie Turner. Julie has been working in the wellness field since 1991. She holds certifications in a variety of things, starting with, but not limited to, hypnotherapist, counseling, and coaching. Her passion is to help individuals become the best and most authentic version of themselves possible, allowing them to be free of the limiting belief systems that we have, that they have, and hold them back personally and professionally. So welcome, Julie. Thank you so much, Maria. It's so good to be here today. Thank you. And so we're going to dive right into this topic. And, you know, we had some pre-discussions before this. I'm very excited to get into it because... I'm curious to know a little bit more about your story. So I will let you lead with that. If you can just tell us a little bit about your, about your journey to where you are today, because you, you cover off a lot of territory there in your field. <laughs> yes, I do. And, and part of my journey, we didn't even discuss in, in that intro. So hopefully everybody's got a cup of tea and they're ready to relax. <laughs> just kidding. I'll try and keep it exciting and vibrant. Um, so again, thank you so much for having me and uh, for allowing me to share my journey with yourself and your viewers or your listeners I suppose yes <laughs> um, so I am in my mid-40s so I've had you know there's been a bit of a journey and I started actually a million and one years ago I think that's um, technically how long it's been <laughs> as a cosmetologist so for as long as I could remember my goal was to help people feel better about themselves it was something inherent in my childhood I wanted to cook for people and wanted to listen to people and support them in whatever way I could. And a in a child's mind, I thought, well, I'll make them look pretty. They'll feel better. So I started that journey, and I was on that journey till um, 06. And in 06, my dad passed away. And it, it changed my life, as you know, many people, when we lose someone who is near and dear to us. And my father was my primary caregiver for a lot of my life. Uh, of course, it's going to change us. But as I was telling you, Maria, before, it uh, it did the opposite of what often happens when people lo lose a loved one. We tend to put them on that pedestal, and you know they could do no wrong, and and they were amazing, and we forget any of the little things that bothered us. Mm -hmm. So, myself, I actually had the experience where the way that things happen and he passed away from cancer and it was, it was long and, and it was, um, it was painful for, for him for sure. And for us to watch, of course. And it made me second guess a lot of the things that he said and did and the way that I was raised. So for me, it was, it, it spun me around and I continued with my cosmetology, cosmetology business, which I was self-employed for, I've literally never been employed by anybody other than when I was a teenager. Um, I think at this point I'm unemployable. I, I would have too many, uh, too many of my own. Good for you. I'm, I'm, that's the path I'm on right now. So, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so and I love that path. It, it's, my father was an entrepreneur and, and my mom 
is is an amazing talent in so many ways and just always did whatever she needed to do and could do whatever she needed to do. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> so not that I, at Anna was six when my dad passed away, I didn't leave cosmetology or anything like that. But what happened was I actually became anorexic. Mm. And I had spent my entire life with eating disorders of some sort. As a child, I had disordered eating. And as a nutritionist, you know that there's many different variations of eating disorders. And, and that one, I would only eat one food at a time. I had oh. a lot of um, pain when I ate. So even today, I don't eat meat mostly because I can't digest it well. So as a child, I just would only eat potatoes or only eat rice and oh, wow. than my parents. Um, so eating disorders started when I was very young and then I went to bulimia in my teens. Now my dad passed away when I was 33. So within probably six months of him passing, I lost a significant amount of weight and by the time that 07 rolled around, uh, I was at the point where I was 92 pounds, which wow. probably hover around 115 to 120 now in a healthy weight. I'm only 5'2". And I actually had forgotten how to eat. Oh, wow. So I didn't know what was normal. I knew what, what I was doing was not healthy and I was now ill, uh, but I didn't really remember what to do that was normal. And I never really had a great base for that. It's great that so, you had that awareness to even recognize that you were in well, a very unhealthy it, spot. It was the threat of being hospitalized by my oh. doctor. So <laughs> I would love to take credit and I'm so wise and I had that awareness, but no, it was, uh, if you don't smarten up, we're going to hospitalize you. And in my brilliant mind at the time, uh, I thought, but they don't have gyms in hospitals. How will I work out? No, oh. that was my motivation. Mm -hmm. And any of you out there that have worked with eating disorders, um, you know that there is very flawed thinking. And, but in my case, that did motivate me to get the help that I needed, uh, even though it was not maybe with the healthiest motivations. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I started taking nutrition courses and I actually uh, took the CanFitGo nutrition course. So I, because I needed to learn how to eat again. So now we're going to get into my actual journey. <laughs> that's the background. So, but that's what got me into the real service of people that we see me doing today. Mm -hmm. So I took nutrition. It did not take long before I fully understood that it was not what was on the plate that was the issue. It was what is in our minds, mm -hmm. our belief systems, what we think about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, what we think about food. You know, our, our, our memories and thoughts of food is, is often very flawed or, or jaded or um, miscommunicated often. Yes. So then I started taking counseling courses and I was really fortunate. I was supported to take a coaching course that really resonated with me. And I realized, okay, this is home for me. I need to coach people. It's all about forward thinking. Let's just move from here, from today forward. And uh, that, I stayed with that until uh, four and a half years ago when I moved to BC and I found hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I was saying, Maria, and I apologize, I'm just talking so much. I'm trying to get my goals. Oh, it's going. great. It's great. We actually have time to converse. Um, so when I moved to BC and found hypnotherapy, 
from a wonderful woman, Corrine Rock. She actually uh, teaches in a school in Coquitlam. She, um, she found me, actually, and supported me on a personal level. So I always thought that I would fight with eating disorders my whole life. I, I didn't really, I actually didn't have the conscious thought, I'm going to fight this way. It was just, I never, I didn't have any other baseline. That was what I knew. Would you assume so, like it's a piece of your own identity almost? You just took it out by who you are, right? And thank you so much for putting it that way. Uh, because a lot of uh, people in general claim different pieces of their identity that aren't actually mm -hmm. their identity. And yeah, the more we say, uh, I'm always, I'm often angry. I feel guilty all the time. All these things, all these things we claim, even when we're not actually having that emotion, it just ingrains it into our mind. Yeah. I speak about it lots in all the work I do, the podcasts and my coaching oh, well, and everything. Yeah. Cause it's what we do. Right. So absolutely. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm shy. I could never public speak. I'm shy. Well, there was definitely a time in my life I was shy. And let me tell you, you show me a microphone and I'm on that stage. Yeah. That's not <laughs> I, I was, I had times when I didn't, when I felt shot, but that's not who I am. Yeah. So Crane found me, did some hypnosis, game changer for me on a personal level. I realized that I don't have to struggle for the rest of my life with anything really. No. There's always forward movement. There's always a chance for growth. So I took the course and that's where we are today. I'm now a clinical therapist and a business and life coach. And I'm not a certified counselor. I have counseling courses that I've taken. I'm not a certified counselor uh, in Canada. I actually hold a certification in the States. So, but I do have my certification in both clinical therapy and coaching as well as um, nutrition. But not the area you're, you're like me you have a, a mixed bag of a whole bunch of things i have my nutrition i have money coaching life coaching i'm a, actually a cpa that is my trade which is so awesome yeah. i love throwing because i love that um that extra in there so so many ways that you can support your clients yeah and, and I, I am a life coach too so i try and i have a good background of covering being able to cover off all the pieces of the puzzle right so right and, and um yeah very interesting so, yeah. and you find like you're, you're probably much, very much a forward thinker like I am. So you're not mm -hmm. going back into the counseling side, which is a going in reverse, right? So often, and it's, it's very, I kind of go back and forth. There's hypnotherapy itself. Actually, I, I took some courses in Vegas in uh, the beginning of the year. And one of the things that one of the hypnotherapists, and he's been a hypnotherapist for like 40 years. Mm -hmm. And he's old school hypnotherapist. And he, and he was saying the people that you follow that, you know, and love like the big guys, Erickson and Milton and all that kind of stuff. These are hypnotherapy. Yeah. Gurus, uh, they needed to break new ground. So do you, you mm -hmm. need to continue to grow, stop doing exactly what they did 50 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I love that because it's so my mindset. So it's hard for me to say, you know, counseling is is not where where you need to be because some for some clients you do absolutely but, yeah but it's uh for me it's all about forward movement so hypnotherapy gives us the awareness we can support our clients in hypnosis because it's just a direct conversation with the subconscious instead of having to filter through the conscious but then after that happens where's their plan if you don't have coaching where's mm -hmm. their plan yeah, because yeah, you just leave them there with nothing, you yeah, know, no plan to go forward, right? 
fun. Yeah. <laughs> we we unleashed all this, but what do I do with it, right? <laughs> right. And then they go home to the same life that they lived, and, and guess what? They're back to where they were, yeah. Often. Yeah. Not always. Some people yeah. are very determined. But yeah, I don't want you to have true. to be determined and white knuckle. I want you to have support. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. So I know you work, if I remember correctly, mostly with men, right? I have a very significant masculine uh, practice. Yeah. So not always is that men specifically, but, but women who show up masculine. So yes. I show up a little bit more on the masculine side. But there is feminine and masculine in every human being. Mm -hmm. And I do tend to have uh, the masculine energy come to me. And often that does show up in a male form, for sure. Yeah. But not a lot of that, I think, is to be a really you know, long-term good entrepreneur. You end up tending to have a lot of male energy because you have to be in that action mode a lot too, right? Well, we feel Business that we mind. do. Yeah. Yes. yes. And we feel that we do. And that's very interesting that you should bring that up because... It is my belief, even though I do show up masculine, that everything, our whole society is shifting slightly more to the feminine. And that doesn't yes. mean female. Let me strongly yes. get It's wrong. about the energies, right? Yes. It's about nurturing, which is a more feminine quality. It's about uh, understanding. It's not about uh, necessarily leadership in the way that we always perceived it to be. Because... Mm -hmm. Feminine energy can be great leaders, but they don't lead the same as no. a masculine energy does. That's so my, I love that's my of, background in the corporate yeah. world as a leader. And but I come with a very like a large amount of female energy in that world. Absolutely. I get called mom at work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I I have very recently allowed myself, and I will say allowed myself to embrace some of my feminine energy. And I found uh, it made it a gain. We're constantly growing, which is beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, and you want practice, to be. Absolutely. You know, that that's the goal in life, yeah. actually, in my, in my oh-so yes. movement. Yes, me too. I, I believe yeah. that. <laughs> so I would show up masculine and think that's where I needed to be. And recently, because like I said, I'm in my mid-40s now, and some of my clients are half my age. They could easily be my children. Mm -hmm. And I do have that slightly more maternal instinct and feel to them and it allows me to show up feminine mm -hmm. so and it's and i allow myself to do so and it's kind of a really interesting energy and shift for me personally so again it's all about constant growth and allowing ourselves to to reinvent absolutely and that's something i've, I've it's kind of interesting that we talked on that because i've been sort of a sort of a it's more of an awareness and intrigue that I find with the male and female energies in people and around me and in the, in the world and everything, you know, it, exactly where we are right now. And it, it, things are shifting. And I, I agree. I really think really interesting to watch it, you know, even if you just sit there and watch people's interactions and stuff to watch it. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. I love doing that. So people watching moment. <laughs> yes. And I do love to, um, to people watch and even, I'm not much on social media or anything like that, but the odd time that I do pop into social media to see the interactions, mm -hmm. uh, it's very intriguing to me the way that people interact and uh, how it is, how it is shifting. Our, our, so much of our society is shifting 
right now. Very much so. And I, it's interesting because I'm just leaving the corporate world right now. I've actually given my resignation and I actually leave at the end of May. So I'm very, very excited about that. 32 years in and, and wow. I'm going to work on my coaching full time and my course creation, all those things that I do. But, you know, my whole, in my coaching world, my, most of my clients, I'd say majority, are female. Okay. And when I speak about it, you know, in my corporate world, I'm usually speaking to men. And, you know, the men always look at me and go, you know, and say to me, you know, the men can use that too, Maria. <laughs> and because I'm doing some public speaking things and like, well, we have trouble with public speaking too. I'm, I'm talking to executives, like senior executives, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you have trouble speaking? <laughs> and, but it's true, you know, we just assume that most men are a certain way where, you know, I think it's a bit of a persona or, you know, they they project a certain thing, but it's not necessarily who they are in the background, right? Right. Well, and, and you know, all, I think often humans do that. They, they, have their, they have their personality that the world sees. Yeah. And it's interesting that you would bring that up. So I'll share a little story with you. As yeah. a therapist, I'm always reaching out to people to do similar things to me because, I'm you know, how are you working your business and how are things going? And, and I just like to be, as a solopreneur, having that community is, is important to me. Yes. So I reached out to this gentleman who's um, somewhere else in Canada and, I, and we were talking and he said, and he said he works with predominantly women because women come to him when they're ready for help and men don't want help. Mm-hmm. And I listened to him and I went, thank you so much for sharing that. But you know what I learned from you sharing that, that I've made up a story in my head because that's the same story I have, but in reverse about men. Mm-hmm. is that I don't, I work with men because when they're ready for help, they reach out. Yeah. And it's and, anybody. And it's anybody. And it's just yeah. the story we're telling each other. So our whole thing, like get out of your, get out of your way. Yes. Um, the whole point of that is that's what I help my clients do. And the reason that I help them do that is because even now, even that was only months ago, I see, I recognize things where I'm standing in my own way. Yeah. So I believe that only that men reach out when they need help and women don't, then I'm not going to have female clients. And that's not my goal. It may be a, and it's not even a fact at this point, but it, it could be if I continue to put that belief in place because I'm going to put that energy out there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the universe is going to act on that energy, right? So absolutely. The universe gives us what we ask for. Totally. Sometimes they give it to us in the form of, the, of a piano on our head, um, which yeah. is seldom what we ask for. But, you know, the universe doesn't get pain. It yeah. just gets, you asked. Here you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to be very careful what you ask for. I learned that a long time ago. You absolutely do. And, yeah, as did really I. Clear. Really I, clear. I'm not sure I fully learned that lesson a long time ago. I think I still ask for things in a very too broad of a way. Yes. And, um, yeah. And as I'm saying this, I'm actually, every morning I sit, um, actually, I'm look, looking at the screen thing. You, know, you can see behind me, but the podcast people can't see that. <laughs> um, I have a meditation area right behind me. And every morning I go to my mat and I actually journal in my uh, morning magic journal. And the things I do is I try and, it's a gratitude journal, but I also try and do gratitude forward sort of thing. So it's the things that I'm grateful for that have not come to me yet. 
that, you know, I'm putting out to the universe that I want. Oh, I like that. Myself that I'm like, oh, that's just way too broad. I need to niche that down a bit in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see exactly what I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, I need to. I have to, my own little reminders <laughs> to uh, get you know what? I love clarity to, on that. I love to, to journal. And I, like I said, I work with a lot of masculine energy and they don't tend to want to journal necessarily. No. They need, it's a much more task oriented energy. Yes. Um, and I'm much more task oriented. So what I ask my clients to do, what I do myself is we choose a word that empowers us. Mm-hmm. So for me, the word is freedom. I love freedom. The idea of freedom, like everything about it. I, I, yeah. It's amazing. So what I do is every day at the end of the day, I look back over my day and I think, how did I achieve freedom today? Ah, how did I support someone else to achieve freedom today? So it's very empowering because it's your word. Yeah. But how did you give it? So receive it and give it all in the same one. <clears throat> so I get my clients to do that as well. And they choose their own word. Yeah. Uh, whatever that may be. And your word can change. There's no rules here. These are your words. So if you do that for six months and go, you know what? I'm really feeling the energy of, um, oh, I can't even, of, of, uh, oh. I was thinking of one of my clients in, in particular. He had a really good word and I had lost it now. Uh, but your word can change is the, yeah. the moral of that story. Yes. It's so simplistic then. And I yeah. say paper to pen is magical. Oh, it is. However, as long as you reflect. Yes. As long as you reflect. I don't, I'm not making the rules for your life. Just yeah. please try and reflect. It empowers you no matter how your day turned out. There will be a point in your day where you felt that word because yeah. that word matters to you. Yeah. I'm actually writing notes on this. Awesome. <laughs> My word for, and it's in everything I do is freedom. Yeah, me too. And because I'm a health, wealth, and freedom coach, and you know, I, I bring the health and the money together, which mm-hmm. provides you freedom at that point. Mm-hmm. And freedom is one of my highest values. But for this year, my word was release. Ah. Everything I'm doing is, and it's, it was meant to release myself from my corporate world identity for 32 years. Right. To set myself free, basically. Wonderful, yes. And um, so, yeah, I have to, I'm going to play with that a little bit tonight. Awesome. I'm glad. I like that. Thank you for that little exercise. That is perfect. Wonderful. And so, you know what? I think we've covered off a lot of territory there. So I want to ask you one question here is, you know, if you have one message you want to leave with people until we get, you know, because we're going to get into that uh, insight round next. Okay. And is there one message you'd like to leave with the listeners today? Well, if I had, if, if they get nothing out of this, communication between us (laughs) other than I would be so grateful if people looked at their belief systems. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is the reasons that we do or do not do things, check in with where that came from, because often it's not yours naturally. It's been given to you, passed down generationally, or even just from your parents, maybe your sibling, possibly even a teacher. As children, we learn so much and then we forget to relearn sometimes we forget to look and see if those things are working. So check in with your belief systems and some of them will be amazing. You'll be like, yep, check that off. Keeping that one. Great. 
But if there's any that need to be shifted or looked at, then it's great to have that awareness before you get into a traumatizing situation. Yeah. And it's interesting as we're saying that, I'm thinking of, I have a 12 year old daughter Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking to myself as a parent, it's like, yeah, yeah, she's, I know she's got to grab some of my beliefs and it's, you know, it's not her necessarily. And I try and be very mindful of it. Right. And it's really hard because you want to set them on the right path, but you know, they have to have some beliefs to start with. Yes. Oh, they have and to have the, you know, then they have to find their own too, right? That's so, right. and they're not often the ones that our parents teach us um, are taught by by viewing our parents, not by yes. actually being taught. And sometimes those are the more dangerous ones because we are not aware how they kind of speak in. But sometimes they're beautiful ones too. So it's yeah. it's not about right or wrong. It's not about um, you know, you've probably messed up your children. It's about just look back and yeah. see what's working for you and what's not. If there's a lot of fear in your life, then there's probably some belief systems. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's very common. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Thank you so much for all that goodness today. I love oh, thank it. Thank you. And so now we're going to go into this little insight round and this is just getting to know you a little bit more and you know it evolves the conversation just a little bit more too so perfect um and i ask the same standard questions of every person that i speak to i'm excited yeah (laughs) so what is one mindset that was holding you back oh if there's one i mean we we you probably have many that we've always uncovered throughout our life right but (laughs) you know i okay so i don't have regrets here's something that that might be interesting to share with your viewers too but I do, I do have an answer for you. So I don't really have regrets because a long time ago I realized that if I'm regretting something, I just didn't learn a lesson yet. Yeah. So as long as we can look back on everything that we've learned and get a lesson out of it, you shouldn't have regrets. Yeah. However, I truly believed for most of my life that I couldn't leave Winnipeg, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Yay! The Winnipegger. Winnipegger's here chatting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I moved to Vancouver, my world opened up and my life changed so much for the better. Now I don't regret being there as long as I was because I learned things, I met people, it was beautiful, it was wonderful. But I remember thinking, oh, I wish I could live somewhere else for such a long time, and I don't know why that I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So it was a belief system that I needed to be there because I was there. Yeah. That that is interesting that you say that because I'm reflecting back onto my corporate world and I've come across so many people that are just saying to me, they admire me for what I'm doing because they've, nobody feels that they could actually take that. It is a bit of a risk, you know, to go from a very secure corporate world into being an entrepreneur. It's very, you know, there's, there's risk there. And everyone's like, wow, I'm, I'm so amazed that you could do that. And it's like, well, anybody can do it. You have to set yeah. your mind to it and you have to believe that you can be successful. And, and yeah, sure. but most people are so, you know, the, the fears kick in and right. Yes. One of the main things that I do in hypnosis with my clients is uh, whatever their biggest challenge is. I don't, I don't like to talk in fears, but challenge. Yeah. We look at it in hypnosis. Okay, what's your biggest challenge? And then I help them turn it into an opportunity. Mm-hmm. What can you? How can you grow from that? How can you learn from that? What can you do to make that support you as opposed to challenge you? And 
it's so to me as being an entrepreneur so i come from the exact opposite situation where the idea of taking a job like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> feels, feels like penthouse oh yeah and and for a lot of people it feels like stability but that just means we're different people it doesn't mean absolutely like we need poor people in the corporate world and i'm very glad that they're there and, and yeah a lot of them should be want to be that's their yeah. thing like, great um but if it's ever not what you want to do then talk to somebody who can actually support you to weed through what you sh what what your must is i love that exactly i just i just the finished must, yeah. the book um crossroads of should and must okay yes i have heard of it yeah i haven't read it yet but i've heard of it uh, it was it, it's um she's not a clinician so it's very interesting as somebody who understands the mind um like yourself as well. Yeah. But it was beautiful. I just, I love the sentiment of it. It was, it was good. worth the read for sure. Very cool. So thank you for that. More nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you name one person that's changed your life for the better? There's so many people that have changed my life for the better, but honestly, I've already mentioned her in this podcast, but I, you know, I hate to not mention a family member, but it can be anybody, but Kareem Rock, if I hadn't found hypnotherapy, I don't know if I would have struggled for the rest of my life because I don't like to say definitives. Yes, uh, exactly. But, yeah. But I can't see how I would have shifted without the realization mm -hmm. that she supported me to find so. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I love it. So what is the best advice you've ever received from, I can't speak all of a sudden, <laughs> the end of the day. What is the best advice you've ever received from someone? Well, it was Yoda. And okay. You are do not, there is no try, um, which I so agree. Because if you, if you say you tried something, then you just didn't do it. Because mm -hmm. you either do it, and you may fail, mm -hmm. but you don't try to do things. Yes. Or you don't do it. It's and interesting that you say that about the word, especially the word try. And it's okay would, to fail. Yeah, totally. totally. But don't tell me you tried. Because, okay, you're going to love this one. Okay. We have a similar background in the nutrition. Yeah. How many people have come to you and said, I have tried everything and I can't lose weight. And when you speak to them, they read every book, they watched every show, mm -hmm. but they didn't actually put into fruition, into action. Place, yeah. The, the things that they learned. Because they read them. They yeah. <laughs> did it for days. You yeah. know, it's been 40 years to get where they are, but they did it for seven days and went, it doesn't work. Yeah. I tried everything um, because if you actually, you have to do it. Yes. Yes. Commit, move forward. And weight is just the easiest one because we both, we both have a nutrition background. Um, yeah. Because for years I tried to do lots of things, but I didn't actually do them. Mm -hmm. I just looked at them. I, I find the same when I do my money coaching, people will say, and then, you know, it's a, it's a belief system mindset that they yeah. carry and that they own as a person saying that I will be in debt forever. Right. Where, you know, they've taken on that as, uh, as who they are, but they're not right. Yes. They've made some choices in their life that maybe haven't, you know, it probably served them well at the time, but maybe now it's not serving them as, you know, in their best interest. Right. And, and often we do, we just stay in survival mode for so long. So, yeah. you know, as children, we have to be in survival mode because we don't have the tools. Yes. But once we're adults, we need to start learning thrive mode. And often that's not, we don't, we don't get taught that. 
Yes. Um, so we kind of have to learn it, um, seek it. And we sometimes we just don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And I wanted to, just so that I don't upset some of your viewers, I am not saying that people that, that want to lose weight, that none of them are trying. There is, there is medical issues. There is medication. There is so yeah. many different there's over metabolism and all those things you have to work with. Right. So yeah, absolutely. So generalizing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to add to the word try though, too. I did some research for, I don't even remember what it was. It was quite a few years ago, but they were, it was about the energies of words. If they oh. hold a positive or negative energy and try is actually a negative energy word. Yes, it is. And so I've, when it, I think it was when I was learning how to write I am like affirmative statements mm -hmm. and you know they were saying the word try should never be in your language for that because it's just it is a negative statement mm -hmm. it is. I will try to do better at this it's just mm -hmm. you will do better at this and that's right yeah you'd have to take the affirmative all the time so Absolutely. and that's for your subconscious too so yeah, yeah, the that, yeah. <laughs> doesn't get a lot of things that you think it does yeah. So we have to be very careful with our, our wording. As, like as a hypnotherapist, wording is very important. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So where was I? We, we get off on these little tangents, which I love. <laughs> I, 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 I apologize. No, um, that's okay. It's all good. Me, you asked me what... Um, Advice you had received. Yes. And we got yeah. that. So it was Yoda. Yeah, we got that. Um, so I'm always about self-care. That's my primary practice right now is self-care which covers off still a lot of territory. Right. And so do you have one self-care practice that you practice regularly? I do meditation and or hypnotherapy every single day. Okay. So if it's not one, it's the other. And you self-hypnotizing? Um, I actually, because of what I do, I record a lot of hypnosis okay. to send to my clients, that kind of thing. So I do my own hypnosis. Okay. Uh, I do, if I do meditation, I do traditional meditation, so there's, it's not guided. Yeah. Um, but if I do hypnosis, and sometimes I do guided meditation, but if I'm trying to do meditation, it's, it's traditional meditation. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and I don't do that very long. <laughs> yeah. So much easier to do guided. But yeah, I do that every day. I have a lot of self-care practices. I do work out. Um, without question, I walk anywhere that I possibly can. That's also, I don't do it with a phone in my hand. I do it in silence. Like mm -hmm. Walking meditation almost. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I also recently started floating. Ah, yes. So that I tried it once. Did was you go it? in a pod? I was in a larger room cause I okay. don't do the pods that well. Yeah, no, I do the, I do the cabin. I do the, the room. Yeah. And I just didn't like it. I have a low body temperature. Yeah. I get cold really easy and I found the temperature just wasn't quite warm enough for me. Right. So I was just that slightly bit uncomfortable, right? See the place that I went, it's, it's plenty warm and I'm the same. I'm either really hot or really cold. I don't have a thermostat. Yeah. Uh, and I find it plenty warm, but I only do it for an hour you can do an hour and a half and I'm like nope that's not gonna work and sometimes I leave early yeah you have to stay in for the hour exactly yeah you're paying for it so, so if you ever think oh, for me after the first float because I do run uh, a fair amount so after the first float the next day when I went to run I'm like I feel no I didn't have to warm up ah it felt good my hips felt good I was like wow this is oh amazing. cool so it wasn't just the 
the disconnecting uh, of the actual flow, but it was how wonderful the body felt itself. Yeah. So I do it once a month now. Oh, good for you. Awesome. Those are great things to have in your practice. Mm -hmm. So next question is, do you have a favorite quote? And it might be the one that you mentioned earlier, but it used to be, but (laughs) I've now, so, um, this is kind of a yoga quote, I suppose. A yo- yeah, yoga. I wasn't sure if I said yoga again. <laughs> For me, the words, the light in me sees the light in you. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to namaste, which is yes. the God in me. Um, so the, the light in me sees the light in you is something that, that really, really means something to me. So it's not someone else's quote necessarily. And there's many, many quotes that I do love. But that one is, it's something that I live by. So mm-hmm. I always see when I look at somebody, no matter if they're angry or if they're loving or whatever the case may be, I can see their inner child. I can mm-hmm. see where, wherever they came from. And there's, and it's always good. No mm-hmm. matter who it is, the inner child is always good. Absolutely. And, and it's the behaviors that make people seem like they're not good. And, totally. but, but I always see that light. And it makes, and it shoots me in the foot sometimes because there's a lot of, you know, empathy for people that are maybe not doing what they should be doing. But uh, that's something that I, that really resonates with me is the light in me sees the light in you. I love that phrase. Love it. So my, my favorite question of all is what book are you reading? Because I love books and I'm all, you know, I have far too many. So I just finished reading, um, like I said, the crossroads of should and must. Mm-hmm. And I also just finished reading Breaking the Habit of Being You. Ah, yes. And I really enjoyed that book as well. I read quite a bit and I haven't actually started the new one yet. But I'm trying to decide between um, You, the Placebo, which is another Joe Dispenza book. Because uh, now I'm like... And now I need to read that, another one of his books because yeah. that one was kind of, um, it, it takes quantum physics almost out of the picture. Like they, it alludes oh. to it without really, they just don't go into detail. Okay. It. I was going to say, cause that's so, what he's about, right? So yeah. You know, he was a therapist. Oh, I see. People don't know that. Yeah. And oh. I stumbled upon that fact. Oh, wow. Interesting. He was a chiropractor, but he was, he's trained as a hypnotherapist. And I'm like, oh, okay. Which a lot of chiropractors should be. If you can relax your client to the point where you can actually work with them and manipulate them. Oh, yeah. Them, Way better. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I, I think it'll be either you, the placebo, or I've also, I also recently read Belonging. Okay. Which, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've read that one or not, but she's local. I have it. I haven't read it. Okay. Amazing. A little... So I'm not, I love the metaphysical, but that's not where my headspace is often. It took me, I, had, I couldn't get into it myself. Okay. I tried. So it, it goes into the metaphysical a little bit more than I normally do. Mm-hmm. But It does. But it's just her wording and I don't need to own it. I just need to get what I get out of it. Uh, and one of the things that I really got out of it, which was beneficial to me um, and really enlightened me, was she shared a story about her own uh, path and one of the things was when she was younger she didn't feel she had enough attention and what she would do is she would get upset and she'd run upstairs 
and she'd wait on the landing for her mom or her siblings to come get her to uh, bring her back. Yeah. And they wouldn't come. So she always felt like an outcast because they wouldn't come. And it's just a beautiful visual for how we all want it to be. Mm-hmm. We, we leave, but we don't always want to leave. We just want you to want us to stay. Yeah. So it's all about belonging. And yeah. so often we find places maybe in our world where we fit in, but it's not belonging. Yes. The sitting in is you do things like I do, so I'm going to yes. like you. Yeah. And belonging is you do whatever you do. I do whatever I do. And I still want you here. Exactly. Brene Brown talks about that extensively in her um, Braving the Wilderness, I think it was. Yeah. And it's so, like, there's so many people that speak on that topic um, because it's so important. It is. That we know the difference between fitting in and belonging because fitting in can really hurt. Oh, yeah. And those are long-term, yeah, things to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. I could talk about books all day. <laughs> so a couple more questions here. So what is one thing that you are most passionate about? And it doesn't have to be work either. It can be whatever, skydiving, something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm definitely passionate about uh, growth, my own growth. I'm constantly, I'm my own worst client often. So I'm super, that's super important to me because I want to make sure that I'm the best version of myself, whether it's work or relationship. Uh, or with my family, but in, in the book where Crossroads of Should and Must, one of the things that she talks about is the, the job versus career versus calling. And not always do we make money in our calling, but we we should we should look for our must. So our must is what we need to do mm-hmm. to fulfill our life. And I am so grateful and so fortunate that I feel that I'm doing my calling for a living. Oh, cool. So I don't end when five o'clock rolls around, oh. 10 o'clock rolls around. It's I'm me. And often I'll have people say like, you know, you don't have to, you're, you're not working. You can vent, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, but that's, I don't need to. No, exactly. You don't I feel am, like you're having to escape from your nine to five sort of thing, right? Exactly. So I'm not playing a character. This is truly me every single day. And I apologize to my closest friends because I am truly me every single day. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, just for you, right? It's all good. So that is the end of that insight round. So my only last question for you is where can people find you? How do they seek well, you out? That is an awesome question. Uh, julieturner.ca. I try and keep it simple. Beautiful. It's simply my name with a .ca and it's obviously my website, but it leads you to everything. There's of course the contact there, my phone number, people can call, text. There's my Facebook, there's Instagram, whatever way you choose to reach out, I'd be thrilled to hear. Perfect. Thank you. And I'll put all that in the show notes too. I put some of these little snippets in the show notes too, so people Great. can... Uh, have some inspiration from that too. So this has been an absolute pleasure today. I love this conversation and I was really looking forward to this one because, you know, you are another Winnipegger. So it's, you know, just that in itself is so good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't come across too many people from Winnipeg here that I can uh, connect with here. So it's been an op- absolute pleasure. And I want to thank all the listeners out there for listening in today. And until next time, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. 
Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.